This episode of the ECWM podcast is brought to you by Maritime Dog Training, offering obedience training of all levels, service and therapy dog training, retriever training, in-person and online training available. Check them out on Instagram and Facebook. L&M Trailers, offering trailer sales and rentals located in Woodstock, New Brunswick. Kent Cartridge Canada, check them out on Instagram and Facebook. We have been shooting Kent shells for about two years exclusively, from sporting clays to big Canadas with deadly results. Big Al Silhouettes, black and whites, full color, goose, duck, sandhill cranes, turkeys, and accessories. Look them up online. Quad B Adventures, offering bear, moose, waterfowl hunting, fishing in northwest New Brunswick. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Check them out. Give them a like. East Coast Calls, quality waterfowl calls made right here in the Maritimes. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. All right, boys, we better get this rolling. I'll just start yeah, off and do a little intro should. here. <clears throat> Ready in three, two, all right, boys. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll start with the intro. That to my left, we've got Ryan, the mustard panda merchant. To my right, I've got Matthew, the blue heron Wilson, and on the phone we have got Julian Dumbo Dion, <laughs> and your host Wesley, the zookeeper Tebow. And today on episode two, we are going to talk about gear. Yeah. Past to present. Absolutely. All Daughter's changed. birthday today. Oh, yeah. You might hear some heavy breathing in the background there. If yeah. it's not me, it's the dog. Yeah. yeah, we've got Jason Otter here, of course. They're together over there. Happy ninth birthday, Otter. Yeah, happy birthday, Otter. Happy birthday. God love you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, let's start her off with decoys. Uh, money. Oh. money, 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 money. money. Lots and lots of money. We, uh, yeah. Jace, go lay down. Go lay down. Control your animal, Wesley. Oh, see, he's, he's out of control. Dang. He's eager. Let's talk about decoys, boys. Where we started, where we're at now, what we're running, and why we're running it. Absolutely. I have to say thanks, too, to all the people that sent us messages. Yes for this podcast like i know personally i had quite a few private messages and i know that on that post that you did there was quite a few good ones too and and some of them we'll have to do in another podcast like they'll have to be like tactics specific like we don't want to dig too deep into that stuff because i i think we'll do good to get through this in an hour we might not i don't think we will uh, yeah, yeah we probably won't we might have to split it up but huge thanks to everybody that's listened to the first one and reached out to us you know just to give us feedback and give us feedback on what we should talk about in this one too so i agree decoys the history well you're the only one with any history in decoys uh ryan started at the top yeah shit now he's here Uh, like when i when i started we had uh sort of like plywood silhouettes yeah, we still have one or two of them kicking around, and they had uh, metal stakes, and the heads were all one position, like just straight. <laughs> but they had a wing nut <laughs> on them so that you could adjust it right. So there was, 
you know, endless amounts of head positions, yeah. you know. Feeder. <laughs> Feeder. Looker. Yeah, exactly. Aggressor. Aggressor, Aggressor yeah. Hisser, yeah. whatever yeah. you wanted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I mean, they they worked at the time, and they yeah. were so super simple. And I mean, I don't know, down all the way through like Maryland and things like that. I mean, certainly on the Eastern Shore, I think that the history of decoys has always been huge. Like those yeah. guys always used... Uh, tires turned inside out like with a white stripe painted on the back of them. hard to imagine it is really i mean when you look at a big spread of those like if you only had a dozen i don't think it would maybe that's why there's so many geese and caron candy so many junk tires yeah around. definitely de- <laughs> yeah definitely could be but yeah we I, we definitely use those and we didn't have too many of them and we did have mm. a few shell decoys as as we went along but uh the, I mean, what were those gigantic shells that was later on. Uh, I had a bunch of uh, carry lights, and they were super magnet. yeah, super magnet, they yeah. were huge. And we still got, we still have those, and and I absolutely love those decoys. Yeah. And uh, G and H made some. Flambeau made some later on, but G and H had some big, big ones. I think even bigger than carry light. Yeah, they maybe. were like forty-four inches. You could just yeah, yeah, fit underneath huge. them. <clears throat> yeah. And they still use them. A ton out west. Yeah. Like you always, you can almost always tell if you're watching a show on TV and they're hunting out west, they've always got those great big shells. But that being said, I mean, it's big flat country and you want them to stand out. So, yeah. They, they do work. Um, it's, you know, we're, we're kind of products of the industry too, in the sense that we went to full bodies and, and we do use shells sometimes, but we rarely use them anymore, which is yeah. kind of a shame. Late I'm season, sure that, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure that some people do, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we definitely used silhouettes back then. And then there was, uh, some shells that we had there, but man, I remember being a kid when shell decoys came out, I was like this and they had like metal T stakes with yeah. them and you put them inside the decoys. And I was like, this is the answer. game over. <laughs> you put them out like yeah. things are going to hit the ground and they, and yeah. they did. It, it was cool. Yeah. I remember that yeah. as a kid. That was, that was kind of cool to but now it's just yeah the market has really taken off i mean i i think the the big change was when uh fred zink came out with greenhead gear yep. decoys remember them yeah. julian the original oh. hunt? <laughs> <laughs> that's yarmouth for yes i do <laughs> oh got a whole shed full got a whole shed full yeah when he came out with those that certainly i mean bigfoot was there and and you know we're kind of skipping over some things but man when when zinc came out with those and of course he had his dvds were still pretty big then when he came out with that hunter series and those i mean they just had fixed bases on them like that was a game changer it was holy frig for the industry big time but look how everything's coming back around like with the silhouettes now right Silhouettes, Silhouettes, black and white. Yeah. It's huge. It's it's funny, like we we've had that talk lots of times. Like when you sit in the blind and you look at a whole bunch of A V and X decoys, or even if you had a bunch of Dave Smiths out there, you have to sit mm. there and think like, where can this industry possibly go? Like how speaking could, of Dave Smith, is any have you guys ever actually looked at one in person? I got the he rest. Oh, you I got have that. Ryan has one. Yeah. That's right. I uh, see I haven't seen one. I, I haven't seen, seen that one. They're yeah. nice. They, oh yeah, they're on another level. Yeah, they are another it's price level. Yeah. I would not want to throw twenty five dozen of those in my trailer. No, no they'd yeah. ride in the truck with you. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I dried in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, they no. get the finest leather. Yeah. Yeah. They're nice. The feather detail on them is unreal. It's almost yeah. like sandpaper. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so when you when you look at those decoys, I mean, Dave Smith's been around for a while. Yeah. You have to think to yourself, like, where could it possibly go? So the industry's got to go somewhere. So yeah. it just makes sense that it's probably going to come back around. So what? what's the way that we used to do it? Well, you know, everybody kind of hunted out of a out of a box blind, you know, or an A-frame style yeah. blind or hunted on an edge. And, you know, in the past few years, whoever kind of leads the industry, which seems to be, in, in my opinion, Fred Zink, when he comes yeah. out with stuff, people people listen. I mean, he's an intelligent yeah. guy. He knows what he's doing. And, yeah, and uh, we've definitely transitioned, like, from the cheaper shells and stuff and then even since i've been doing it for 15 years like we went up as high as ffds mm. and i mean they were amazing and now we're kind of going back down a little bit yeah you know, more on volume i, I think guess. it's a numbers game now volume yeah numbers yeah yeah definitely we've kind of switched gears and and said that it's go ahead and get that dance <laughs> around by the chair turkey <laughs> Look, I'll just note that my dog is laying peacefully on the floor behaving. Yeah, well, she took all his toys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually not the case with him. Yeah. Well, it becomes... <clears throat> the whole decoy game is almost an efficiency thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, when, like, when I started and bought all my gear, I had to bag everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a pain. That's a pain in the it, ass. It is a pain. You know... Nothing brings Pe- me more pleasure than whipping your decoys into that trailer. Yeah. <laughs> So now everybody that hunts picks them up and carries yeah. them in the trailer and gently yeah. sets, sets them down. Yeah. The time and the time it saved is nuts, really. To yeah. bag each decoy individually and then put it in a bag and then put it in the trailer. Oh, freak, what a pain. And I, I still run FFDs, so I still bag mine, but, well, but I don't sex. have no huge spread either. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> doesn't take as long when you only run in six decoys <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> yeah no it's certainly for us when, when you're hunting a lot like you know we hunt damn near every day in october yeah. uh and, and we i mean we finished the season now we we hunt the rest of the season but in october especially we're hunting like every day we yeah. don't we don't miss many days and yeah. when you're having to put out a big jag of decoys some days two trailers worth or whatever you're putting out uh it's a pain when you get done to have to put them in bags yeah and it just got and it's not that by any means we're lazy because anybody that guides or hunts a lot knows that it's a lot of work yeah. it's just an extra step and when you think about efficiency of what you're doing and getting back on the road and finding birds and and doing that like every step counts and everything you do counts so we try to Especially last year where it was hard to find birds and stuff too. Yeah, well you could hunt and be done and load the trailer up and go and scout, right? Yeah, yeah you just quick. Get, yeah, you just get it you just get it done. You're not, you know, standing or and the other thing is too, you want to get out of the field. Like we're not looking to burn fields by standing around and, and you know, if you get done earlier or whatever, you wanna kinda of get your trailer out there and get your stuff in it and, and be gone. Let them get back in there leave the, the smallest footprint that you can on the day yeah exactly so but yeah de- decoys have come a long ways and, and you know the ffds are are good they 
they have their place, but I think that even the industry is noticing that they're not they're not selling as many. I mean, they're expensive. Well, they're eight hundred dollars a dozen. Yeah. yeah. Rainy and, rainy days like those two thousand tens that I had were awesome. I love the yeah. color of them, but the new ones, like there was really no difference in the color. Yeah. Was there? No. There there really wasn't. So. They, and realistically how how much do the birds notice really like from an ffd to a non-ffd like it just depends on the day i think yeah frosty days make a difference maybe yeah yeah and and again if it was like misty you know those kind of days where it's not full-on raining but but birds have a shine to them anyway even when you when you drive and scouting for them right they have have a glare yeah Yeah, they 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 do I i just mean like when it's when you have when they would get wet but not completely soaked from the rain, those certain cloudy days like that, yeah. they they really really stood out. But you're gonna get that with a darker decoy we found yeah. anyway. So and I mean, at yes. the end of the day, it's not even so much the decoys that are the issue with the birds; it's the blinds yeah. being hid, really. Yeah. Concealment, but so yeah, I mean, basic. So now, basically we've gone from the beginning to the ffds and now we're running ryan tangle freeze tangle freeze mm-hmm. and a lot of them yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's it's we're we're kind of shooting for numbers now and and tangle freeze got a, a really good color scheme on those ones oh, I, super yeah. dark i enjoyed working yeah. with them yeah. last year i mean we ran we run a mixture of avians and painted avians and uh the tangle freeze and and yeah i really really like and they're a little bit smaller too which i like because i like a smaller yeah. decoy mixed in yeah. um we can i won't get too deep into that we can talk about that some more on a on a tactics podcast but mm. i really do i like the two different sizes like that and so. then also we've got the uh big owl skinnies yeah using lots, lots of big of owls black and white some color yeah. yeah yeah and and uh like them too they they've They've been real good for us. Man. I wonder what what is the fu- total count between two tra- both trailers and decoys, decoy like full body shell skinnies like. I can't even I had imagine figured, what it I would be. A, I had it figured out there. It's up there. You got more last year though, so oh, we'd have. Do you have shells, Ryan? Yeah, I got seven dozen shells. I got five dozen shells. Twenty dozen silos and twenty dozen full bodies. And then what's in? What'd the you say? Trailer? Say that again. 20 dozen silhouettes, 20 dozen full bodies, and 7 dozen shells. So 47 dozen? Yeah. And yeah. then I, and then actually I bought uh, some old plywood silhouettes. Did you really? 10 dozen. Holy freak. And I'm going to kill some limits over those yeah. this year. Yeah. I got to put some stakes on them. Yeah. They got 2 by 4s and So you got, five, you got 564. Yeah. Okay. Plus 5 dozen shells and plus what you've got, Matt. We, you know, we probably got, we've got over 1,000. Yeah, run yeah. over a thousand total, counting everything. Silhouettes. We don't run that all the time, but no. we got it. We need we, it. we yeah. got it if we need it, and and we've you know, it's uh, you just want to have it's like a fisherman. Yeah, you just kind of want to have lots of different. Well, at the end of the day, it's worked for us. Lots we've different. hunted right beside. Well, no, other people have hunted right beside us more than once with smaller spreads and. The bigger spread did better, basically. Yeah, and just the you way know? that we doesn't mean a small spread won't work, but yeah, the, right. And the full, 
the full total package of yeah. what was happening there too yeah that's another that's a whole nother podcast, that's another that, podcast. that a lot of people <laughs> mentioned to us too we'll, about we'll put that in the ethics podcast yeah absolutely that one definitely but, yeah needs to be so that's basically about. what we're running now for decoys kind of a mix but that's a, that, that that solidifies what you do too when yep. there's you know yeah unfortunately two two groups in the same field yeah well you know to have that much gear you got to be diverse right like how many fields have we gone to you can't drive in right yeah. so you dig the sleds out and mm-hmm. fill it full of silhouettes and a couple of a-frames and yeah. you go down in the field right yeah, yeah. trying to make that it one last year ryan we had to to sled everything in yeah running just the lows and it was good yeah yeah if ryan was running that had to be one sled full whatever he could get in it <laughs> There'd be no blind, just decoys. No blind, <laughs> yeah. just decoys. Lay some lay some silhouettes on top yeah. of yourself. It's no it's no fun crossing fields in mud. No, no I don't care how good a shape you're in. You, yeah. you definitely got to be versatile. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, that's pretty good for decoys. Let's move on to uh, let's move on to clothing. We should talk about before before we continue on. We should talk about stuffers. Oh we yeah, forgot, we forgot I had it stuffers. Wrote, I had it wrote down there, but yeah, I, I forgot to write that. Yeah, we've hunted over stuffers. What seven of them? Yeah, I I made a bunch there one year, and uh, I just when was that? Two thousand twelve, maybe I made the first one. The first year we had the early season here, I had one yep. one decoy. Yeah, and made a few, but yeah, we killed limits over them. We didn't yeah, have we too did. many, but that's a yeah. big deal in PEI. Lots of people yeah. have huge yeah. spreads huge, of stuffers. Huge spreads, yeah, big time. That's a huge, big time tradition over there. But back then, I think one one stuffer was what ninety bucks or eighty bucks or something like that. Eight, I think it was eighty bucks. Yeah. Now what are they like? Hundred and forty, hundred fifty? No, I think they're hundred, aren't they? I think oh, yeah. He upped oh, yeah. his price there when we that's talked to him. Bad. Yeah, but I don't. It, it still wasn't a lot of money for what what he does with them. Well, it's it's a goose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's yeah. just so much care, though. Well, oh, that's man. the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no chuckles in the trailer. Yeah. And one other thing, boys, that I wanted to talk about too, that a few people asked me about actually, was that new AVNX spinner. You seen that? Did you see that, yeah. Julian? I did see it with the new wings. I'll have one yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt you will. I said yeah, Julian I will. have one of them. What do you think I'll of it? Bring it up. What's what's your thoughts? Uh, I don't know yet. I really don't. Uh, Thinking's not your strong point. <laughs> no, it's not. No, but if that it, was great. Thank you for your input. Know. Did you let me re- <laughs> let me let me rephrase that question, Julian? Did yeah. you think it was pretty enough to buy? I did, yeah. And if Fred Zick makes it, it's probably pretty good. The way I see it. How much are they? I'm not sure. They're going to be pricey. He, but when he explained it, like. Again, you're always sitting there going, how, you know, without going backwards, like, how can you make this product better? Mm. Like, because that's another thing. Like, when I got my first spinner, it was a Flambeau skyscraper. And yeah. I mean, they yeah. were ugly, and the wings didn't spin that fast. But Did now, they come in a toolbox? They did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, two of them. A pair of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they cost me a lot of money, too, jeepers. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it, it's an interesting design, isn't it? Like the way yep. that he's got those wings, and when he talked about it, he talked about it in length in that video. And, and I mean, he he makes sense. It is about how fast the wings spin. I do believe that. Yeah, and and with the shape they are, it makes it look like you're spinning twice as fast. Yeah, yeah, it's a different way to look at it for sure. And nobody else has has really done that. It's not no. like it's a copy. They've put no. some thought into that. So interesting. Yeah. Anyway, it's getting hard to stay. At- the front of the pack like with like where do you where do you go now 
you know i mean what do you do to be innovative and better and yeah with 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 decoys and stuff i mean we've we've had a few few ideas that the ways ways that you could go but we won't let those out just yet (laughs) stay definitely got ideas though stay tuned definitely got lots of ideas that would be i think a big improvement yeah 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 absolutely i mean they he's put a lot of thought into that stuff and and will that work i mean people can say oh that's just a consumer money grab but i don't know that that guy's pretty smart yeah we're gonna find out if it works yeah we're gonna find out guaranteed you know they've hunted over it for for a year or possibly even more than that and they you know they've put the thought into it so 15 or 20 birds in yarmouth won't stand a chance (laughs) no they won't yeah. <laughs> no, well, exactly. He'll be walking around like a big old rooster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can limit today, boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about clothing. Yep. How far that's come. I yeah. mean I, I think I think everybody's at some point in their hunting career, regardless of what you hunt, has has gone to the army surplus and well got what they and can. And that's get. the thing, I mean, I'm old enough that I was I hunted and was in the woods before the birth of like real tree and mossy oak, like before it got popular in Canada. And I mean, there was no leafy pattern camo back when I started hunting. Yeah. It was military surplus coveralls and that was about it. And then I think I remember when I was young, the first time when mossy oak came out with her, what was her very first pattern called? I don't remember. Mo- I don't mossy know, oak like break up or tr- something like tree like that? bark. No, well, I don't think it was just even break up. Like I mean, the one the le- their their first leafy pattern though, like the real Adva- fancy advantage advantage, advantage yeah, because they like had that. a TV show, Channel Fourteen Boys, yeah, TNN, TNN, TNN. Yep. the Nashville yeah. Network, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim Shockey was the host. Jeez, hard to imagine. Yeah, but yep. that's how I ended up with a pair of mossy oak coveralls, and I wore the ever living crap out of those things. That was the best ever. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, and thinking back on that, like we talked about it a little bit last night, I'm like, yeah. I I have a picture of me and Jason McLean and, and Nick Tranquilla, and I look at the stuff that I had on, and I'm like, yeah. there is no way now, mid-30s, that I could go out with that gear on and survive. Like, I'd be Canadian frozen. tire, rubber boots. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, Army Kamek, surplus, coveralls. Yeah, Kamek rubber boots and mm-hmm. that felt insulation in them and yeah just a jacket that wasn't insulated yeah. whatsoever and whatever you got four or five sweaters and a bunch of t-shirts yeah. and three or four pairs all of socks cotton all cotton <laughs> every bit of it yeah. cotton yeah you yeah, know cotton no good gloves to speak of and if they were they were so big that you couldn't you certainly yeah. couldn't call or shoot with them on yeah. so yeah what did you start with ryan army surplus did you yeah yeah I had a another thing I had too was one of those big, uh, just army green parkas like yep. damn filled parkas, yep. and that was something I'd wear late in the year, and it had like a huge. Hood Didn't Boma wear something like that at the time he came hunting with us? He, he had a big olive drab park on. Yeah, he probably did. That was like the warmest thing that I had. I yeah. also had uh, the Filson pants and coat. Wow, Filson. Yes, awesome. Oof. Wow, did but, you really? Hi, yeah. The the red and black plaid, not oh. the not the green one, the red and black. Somebody yeah, was yeah. spoiled. Really nice, yeah. Jeez. super warm. Yeah. yeah, they make nice clothes. Yeah, they, I don't know if they do too much. I, you don't see too many people. 
No. What's the other one? McAllister. I've got a McAllister yeah. hoodie there at the house. They make some nice stuff. Yeah. I remember when you bought that, I think. Yeah, it was like a lot. A hundred and fifty dollar <laughs> yeah. sweater. But nowadays, yeah. like geez, you could buy just a normal sweater for yeah. over a yeah. hundred bucks. But at the time it was like holy well, Jesus. You take that Sitka hoodie that we all wear. What is it? The gradient? The gradient. Yeah. Man, yeah. and they're like three hundred bucks Canadian. Yep. Yeah. But you don't need to wear a jacket with that thing. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like nuts. Yeah, going from where we were to where we are now, I mean, man, like, it's so much better. You're so much more comfortable out there having a, a, a layering system. Like, before, we just threw on as much clothes as you yeah. could get on, and you were like the Michelin man, and, and you know, yep. y- you survived, <clears throat> but you really didn't thrive. You survived, but you didn't thrive. Yeah. So. But now that whole industry has come a long ways and, and the patterns yeah. have too. And, and we've kind of gone back in that too. Like everything kind of looked like a tree or a marsh and then Sitka and Kuyu and like the, the more uh, mountain hunting. Western. Com- yeah, Western yeah. companies like that kind of ended up going with that digital style camo, yeah. Optifade. And, and I'm not sure what Kuyu calls its camo, but... Yeah, I don't know. But anyway you know it makes makes you look at it differently well I mean, that's what the military does they you know there's yeah. all when we started back in the day who would have ever thought there'd be technology involved in the clothing you're wearing to hunt with right like literal technology yeah absolutely like, not me like, crazy what did you start out with julian back in the day in your little mini lobster fishing days did you wear your oil gear or whatever you guys got oh, yeah you did <laughs> well i did i did but uh when i turned 16 i went and bought myself a sport chief jacket yeah. and pants gore-tex wow. yeah oh, when wow. i first when i first met you i remember sport chief was big in canada i remember yeah. you having oh, that suit dude, 300 yeah. and like 20 bucks for the suit i pretty much had to like remortgage if i would have had one back then <laughs> <laughs> like, it was huge money yeah, yeah. but i wore that every single day everywhere i went yeah it was pretty good gear to tell you the truth well and gore-tex i mean we've talked about that a lot ryan i remember when you got your first sick of gear and you were like man just keeping the wind off you when the wind can't cut through well that's a big Mm. thing for me like i get those hudson bibs on and a vest and i'm good yeah Yeah, like no no wind through my chest and i'm warm as can be so what what do you wear on a normal day like what's your system yeah, let's uh, discuss our what we're wearing now. I well, depending on how cold it is, I if it's real cold, I'll put the heavyweight uh, undergarments on, the Hudson bibs, gradient hoodie, um, and the Fahrenheit vest. Yeah, that's it. I wear no jacket. Yeah, yeah, a jacket. It'd have to be like minus twenty, pretty much. And the and the minus bibs. fifteen. Yeah, and the Hudson, bibs. Hudson, yeah, Hudson, Hudson bibs. Hudson yeah. bibs. Yeah. No, it's. I love it. That's yeah. about my same system too. Uh, and it'll either be a Dakota or a Fahrenheit vest. And uh, yeah, rarely do I. I. I mean, we have the full system, like yeah. with the Hudson jacket, but rarely do we have to put it on. I love that Fahrenheit vest. Yeah, me too. Absolutely love it. Such a good piece. I'm gonna have that for this fall. Yeah, yeah it's man. really nice. It's super. Yeah. I just haven't decided if I'm gonna wear it under. Jeez, under or over. Apparently someone's here. Under your bibs, you mean? Yeah. No, under my sweater. Oh, I wear it over. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. No, it's that's that's. What do you wear, Julian? I uh, I run Hudson bibs. 
all time pretty much and i do wear my hudson jacket quite a bit actually but if it's too warm i'll wear just a hoodie oh yeah yeah, yeah. The big well, thing, it never gets below freezing in yarmouth does it yeah really. no no like here are the big things yeah. the wind yeah and i yeah. honestly like what i started doing this year is i would drag like i've got a couple drifter bags and i'm probably going to screw that up on the what the big one is I, I don't have the new ones i got the older ones but normally i'll put like i'll always have my jacket and i'll always have other gear like i'll have my dakota vest and my fahrenheit vest because sometimes when you're setting up like you really don't need that fahrenheit vest so it just you know i carry that stuff right in that bag and it keeps it organized it's always in the back seat i really like that if i need more like if i need other gloves yeah it's all it's all right there so yeah yeah i uh i'm wearing pretty much the same thing basically <laughs> icebreakers moreno base layer with just hudson bibs and yeah gradient hoodie i always wear icebreakers base layer poly shirt and that's yeah that's about it i mean i do have that big sitka jacket down one if we need to i'd just like to make a note that my bitch lab is sitting here quietly I'd just like to make a note that someone pulled into my yard. My daughter's home from school and my dog's freaking out. <laughs> She's just intently watching the stairwell. Oh. And Hudson bibs are great, though. They are. Yeah, yeah they really are. I like them. Yep, me too. They're, they're, I always liked bibs anyways, and I've had quite a few different pairs over the years, like just different brands, Cabela's and whatever, and these ones, I gotta say, they they fit me the best. That's the other thing that I really That's like. The biggest struggle is fit. Right, and we talked about that in the past. But like, I hate to feel like I can't move around. Yeah. And like, I've got a yeah. whole bunch of clothes on. Like, you know, that just yeah. makes you uncomfortable. And that, I mean, people can say what they want, but again, like when you're doing it, damn near every day, like I don't want to be uncomfortable. Well, that and trying to shoulder a gun. Yeah, oh, that's man. that's what like, gets me to try to shoot looking like the Michelin Man and just doesn't work. It don't work. Yeah, like and I went. I wore a lot of Under Armour stuff. Like nothing wrong with it, but for my build, the sweaters and the the jackets they just didn't fit me right. And it's mostly the arm movement. So to try to move your arms to shoot your gun, like it was just constant tension above your back around your elbows, and it's just it's uncomfortable. The Sitka gear for me, I guess, just it just fits my build better whatever like yeah it makes just, it way easier to shoot yeah and don't have to wear very much the way that they build it too like the way that they did the hudson jacket when they come out with it again and they had that stretchy material in the yeah. back like that made sense to me yeah you know so yeah. i mean not that we not that we wear a jacket a whole ton but you know if it's going to be if Hardly. it's going to be i raining, think i wore my jacket once this year yeah if it's yeah. going to be raining or there's going to be or it's heavy wind like there's yeah. there's some mornings like if it's blowing wind hard like i love that having that on when the wind can't get through like it's yeah. so much more yeah comfortable that way and what do you guys wear for boots <laughs> muck boots muck yeah boots, rubbers a, yeah allison got me a new pair of lacrosse for christmas yeah and i had lacrosse before the 1600s yep they were good they yeah. lasted i got three and a half years out of them so i used to have lacrosse boots and i they're they're heavy i still have them yeah they're just a little bit big and heavy for me but i i still have them they weren't bad but it, it doesn't seem like 
I haven't had anything yet that would last more than two years. No, I mean, if don't. it was like a... You know, Three-year stop. Yeah, unless you went to like a, a mountain boot, and I think you got... Yeah, I bought... that's My non-insulated boots are... Mount, I got some... That's what you bought after you hunted with sneakers on that day, eh? Yeah. 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 Put <laughs> yeah. 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 his toe so close to the, the friggin'. That was a bad day. Yeah, I hunted with the non-insulated boots, and I think that day Man, was minus 12 was, or minus 14. I don't know why I figured I'd come wind. out here with non-insulated boots on, he says. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what he's thinking. No, I was what close was to, it that day? It was minus like Oh, it, it was like minus 12 with about an 80 kilometer an hour wind it, it was, was not it was brutal yeah, yeah. It, but, was, it was not a typical october but we day. didn't have no, jackets no. on we had our base layers mid layers and great had, hoodies and we vests. had those heat heaters cranking oh yeah yeah things have changed that yeah. way yeah we're getting a little more comfortable all the time yeah. but why wouldn't you yeah but I, yeah I definitely went for non-insulated boots with the the western mountain hunting type boots just for the durability i don't want to buy a $300 pair of boots every other year so I like the idea of a shorter boot like I had those Heli Hansons yeah for the summer and and they were good and I wore them at the start of the year they were just a cheaper boot I literally yeah. spent like 80 bucks for them yeah. at sport check and I like the idea of that early in the year uh I just got to figure out what I want to get this year because I'll probably get a new pair just just for the start of the year when I don't want that high boot on yeah. yeah, I gotta find something too. I was thinking about going to a lower thinsulate rubber boot because I like wearing rubber boots. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, want my feet getting wet either. See, I'm not a rubber boot fan just because I do a lot of hiking and snowshoeing, and I use my hunting boots for that in the winter time. So yeah. I went with the Irish Setter. It's tough, man. I spend like a pot anytime <clears throat> I go to look for boots. Like I spend so much time researching and looking, and yeah. you know, it's, it's hard to really find, and you can't really go anywhere. So let's be honest, yeah. around here and. and try on a quality boot like you're not just gonna go down the road and yeah and you hate ordering anything online you haven't tried well, you don't know how yeah nine, like nine times out of ten it yeah. does not fit that's right like stuff we're looking for hunting specific is you know you can go just about anywhere and try on muck boots or something like that the best hunting boots else. i ever had were those under armor brow tines i wore those probably for five years yeah and i walked yeah. they've got a lot of boots i probably walked a thousand friggin' kilometers in those things or more and they lasted a long time what do you got julian what do you wear yeah, running nuts you wear yeah. yeah you've had those uh what's the other ones the moon the, the, boots the dunlops the yeah, oh, yeah, dunlop, yeah. <clears throat> a lot of yeah. guys there have those oh yeah well we're fishing so we just after fishing season's done you just print just put them over to hunting i guess they're really heavy and stiff aren't they they are yeah but they're but rated they for warm. like minus 45 yeah. yeah yeah you're not gonna get cold in them no yeah. that's for sure no doubt Foot, footwear's a challenge but yeah i'd like to get you know you look at like some of those like loas and some of those style yeah. like mountain boots and they're expensive but man if they would last they, they'd probably be worth it for early in the year they gotta last i mean those guys are wearing them beating and thrashing up in the mountains like yeah. through rocks and crazy stuff they gotta yeah. last yeah wet snow like me i'm having my mother-in-law made me some wool socks for yeah. christmas and I yeah. love wool socks. I do too. Me too. Yeah. But I'm yeah. I'm looking at maybe getting a heated pair just to try and just just for those real cold days. Yeah. I'd like to have just a pair to turn them on for a little bit and get that that's an frost idea. out of your bones. Right? Those ones I got from Clark, the Bluetooth heated yeah. socks. Man, they are tits. Are they? Oh frig! It's it's neat. They're they're expensive. And they're not cheap ones. I figured you'd feel like a like a hot spot. No. Your foot just is warm. Yeah. Like you and don't feel not, heat. 
it's not overly no like you don't you literally don't feel heat but your feet are not cold it's the weirdest thing i well i, I think it's the cheap ones that give you the hot spots that they give you the hot spots yeah. and you can feel the heat in them but these right. ones here are just uh, it's the weirdest thing i are these things even working it's like well my feet aren't cold so yeah. they're yeah. obviously working because it's one of those things you don't want to go cheap on no you can't go cheap on no them. exactly but they'll know. probably last you. you just got them last year didn't you yeah i'd like to get a pair i wanted to see they how do you... come with a two-year warranty and the bluetooth is nice they just turn them on with your phone you don't have to freaking i think i'll order some zip your pant leg and pull your pant leg up and turn it on adjust it are they a high sock like for a high boot like yeah the battery yeah pack they, or the battery pack would be above your at the very top of your rubber or yeah. above it i like, like that that's a good idea turn it on with your phone adjust the heat if you want higher that's nice so maybe. honestly like people would probably look at that and go what do you what the hell do you need bluetooth socks for but you don't want to have to get undressed to turn your socks on like it's nice well and it's not even to turn them on what if your feet get too hot or they're not warm you get a roll unzip your pant leg roll your pant leg up pull the battery adjust the setting put it back in zip your pant like now it's just a matter of whipping out your phone and change the heat and away you go yeah turn them on turn them on. yeah those those are cool i think i'll probably get a pair of those yeah i'm glad you brought that up yeah they're they're well after that hunt man like i was that like this close to frostbite literally I was very close to leave. If that wasn't for the heaters, I'd have been done. Yeah. Like my feet were frozen. And it, and there's there's when your feet are warm, honestly, your whole body's your warm. Your whole yeah. body's warm. Yeah. yeah. But I love wool socks too. Like yeah. I, Katie's been getting me some from the farm market there for Christmas and stuff. And man, like what a game changer. Yeah. I like the uh, darn tough merino socks. Lifetime guarantee. Can't beat it. They're expensive, like 30, 35 bucks. Wow, a pair, that's a but, pair of wool socks. Is that too? But, the merino is soft, it's comfortable, it's cotton, and lifetime guarantee if you wear a hole through it. So hmm. that's what I like to wear. That's what I wear. But yeah, I think that covers clothing pretty good. I mean, so basically we're all a bunch of sit cores. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But we've worn a lot of everything. We from, wear, yeah, we've we've yeah, we're spending a lot of I mean, time we've out there. Worn well, the, another another point uh, is the hats. Yep, that Dakota hat they make unreal is yeah. unreal. Love like. It. <laughs> That's it's one a, thing. My hat head does not get cold. I've got a thin merino beanie, and if it gets really cold, I wear like just a little bit thicker nylon. I don't have a cold head. But you know, if you don't keep your heat in, you get cold. Oh yeah, so. big time. And then the football helmet there—they're—they're they're a nice hat. Too, right? The boreal, <laughs> yeah. the boreal. Yeah. Hat. Yeah. yeah, looks like one of looks like a one of those uh, big fluffy mounty hats. <laughs> yeah. Juggernaut. Yeah. Juggernaut. Yeah. They they certainly yeah they're. They're thick, but man, they are a nice hat. They yeah. are, yeah. Like, but we've worn it all though, from the bottom cotton coveralls oh, to man. whatever to like Sport Chief to like Cabela's brand oh, yeah. jackets, yeah. Uh, Under Columbia Under, Under Armour. Yeah. Uh, what are some other brands we've worn? Geez, we've worn pretty much everything there is. And Under Armour was probably the one we had before. We wore, Sicko. yeah, we yeah. wore that just before. Skyscraper. Yeah, I've still got some. My bibs lasted a long time. There's... I do. I still got skyscraper bibs. Yeah. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with them. They, yeah. I like them. They, they just. They they absorb water though. Like last year, we were out. What did we hunt? Like eighteen days straight or something when we we're up there. And I wore them Hudson bibs every day. No. If if I would have had them Under Armour ones, the water like on rainy days, the next day I wouldn't have been comfortable. I wore them Hudson bibs every single day without a problem. Yeah, it's like a uniform. Yeah, he doesn't want yours, Wesley. He wants my water. Yeah, Damn, he, he can, just wants to hear the sound again. Whoever wants to fill my glass, he, he wants have, he, he wants that. the water out of my Yeti. No, he can have that. Is. 
dirty town water. That is a Nalgene bottle, I'll have you know. I like to drink out of a nice Nalgene. Nalgene. That's red, brother. <laughs> you colorblind <laughs> bastard, you. <laughs> That's what mountain hunters use for water bottles, I'll have you know. Because they're lighter? Yeah, they're light and tough. Just like me. Well, I got this one at the world. <laughs> you got the light part wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the top, if you want to go. Oh, go on. Go on. Well, yeah. we could have a short conversation about calls. Yeah. Well, before we before we get down on the clothing, oh, good more grief part. again. Well, we got to, we got to talk about the collars gloves. Oh yeah, collars yeah. gloves. That Those was... are the best things since sliced bread. Yeah. So yeah. so there's been a, a company. And you like your bread. <laughs> yeah, I love my bread. I love bread too. Who doesn't love bread? Oh, me too. Homemade. For me to throw bread under bread? the bus like that, they must be pretty damn good. Yeah, it's gotta be no homemade bread, there. man. Who doesn't love I'm bread? I'm slouched down just about under this table. Holy frig! Um, I used to have Avery collars gloves. Avery used to make them. I, I I think they discontinued them, but man, like my hands get wicked cold and just to have something on the back of your hand so anyway it's hard to find somebody that knits or crochets anymore but god bless my mother i took a set of those collars gloves to her and we looked up patterns for basically fingerless gloves and then she just kind of she just kind of figured it out on her own and i can't control that dog control your animal use words we were just Use trying to do it silently. Yeah. Yeah, he's listening all right. Look at him. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so she figured out a pattern on her own. We did some trial and error, and man, are they ever nice. Wool collars, gloves. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I we, didn't know if they were wool or like acrylic or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, they're, 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 wool. they're yeah. full on wool, and man, are they ever nice. And, and they go up over your sleeve. Like yeah. they'll stretch and go up over your sleeve and. Yeah, she's got it down pat there now for making those. So I'll tell you, that has certainly big time saved our hands, eh? Aren't they so nice? I love mine. I keep a pair in my truck, a pair in my blind bag. And if I don't have them on, I notice a big difference. Yeah. 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 I've never gotten onto the collars glove thing. I freaking hate wearing things on yep, my hands. But your hands are open. I know. I yeah, just don't want anything it's on just, my hands. It's just on your back, your hands. It's, it's, yeah. all, it's literally over your thumb. Two and, fingers. And your, your pinky. pinky and your I think maybe your middle finger. No, your index finger. Is that the index? Yeah. That yeah, big, one of these fingers. One of these fingers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they're 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 awesome. So I'm sure that you've seen them in some of our videos and stuff, just those different looking gloves that go up over that kind of look like socks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Socks for your hands. Yeah, they're no bottom. They're friggin' awesome. I love them. So we had a couple people Justin Hines I know reached out and wanted us to talk about that. Somebody else did yeah. too. Asked what those gloves were that we wore so yeah eddie eddie yeah Ed, yeah. you still there julian i see i am you better end this part out fuck you wesley <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah on on the calls yeah where did yeah. we start I had a, my first goose call was a Fox. I don't know what the brand was, but I remember the smell of it. And I bought, <laughs> and I bought one like, they're made out of cherry wood. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Bought, I bought one like, oh, I don't know, 
five, six years ago. They're like 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah. Anyway, I bought one and man, like talk about nostalgic. Yeah. Get it out of the case and smell it. Like, yeah. Just the same anyway. Just just an old honking goose call. Yeah. I started with a uh, Duck Commander Double Reed Duck Call. Yeah. And a PS Old A50. Yeah. I think it's, is it on the yeah. table? Yeah, right that there. was that was the next one I went to was the, the old the old flute call. Man, we could really friggin' hammer on those things. Yeah. yeah. Don't hammer on that into the mic. <laughs> yeah. Good. What did you start with, Ryan? <laughs> a zinc power clucker. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. That was zinc was my first legit yep. short read like a. Oh, I got one just like your pa- yeah, paralyzer. Paralyzer. That's yeah. black one. paralyzer. Yeah. 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 Yeah, heck yeah, he had that he had that DVD out that went along with it, yep. showed you how to run him yep. and stuff. Yeah, and then yep. I think uh, probably went to foils like straight meat honker yep. or, or what yep. was the other one we had? High plains honker. Showtime. Showtime, Showtime. or high plains honker? Yeah, high yeah, plains. A bunch of yeah. Them. yeah, called in some contests with with those ones for sure. Yeah, it was back in the contest it, days. For always me. pretty much used, uh, rich and tone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah once we get on to the that. rich and tone that was it she was a done deal yeah yeah no question i, st- I started with a big game river cherry duck call double read i picked up an l bean jeez correction that's big river game calls <laughs> sorry thank you for the correction Continue. But that's what i started with and then went to rich and tone for duck calls yeah, they've got a pretty good lock on it there. Those boys know how to make a duck call. Yep. There's no question. Yeah. And still to uh, this day, all they do is hang around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> they make a wonderful decoration. Yeah, oh, they make me look good. Nobody's got no, more calls. Ain't nothing going to make you look good, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now what kind of goose calls are we on to, boys? What do you uh, East to? Coast calls, I'd say. East really? Coast calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me more. Go ahead, Julian. Definitely. Tell us more. Tell us more. I hear you're well, the uh, Nova Scotia ambassador. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bloop, bloop, I bloop, am, bloop, I bloop, am. Bloop. Yeah. yeah. I sure am. They're, uh, they're called that, that we own, I guess. Really? Yes, That's sir. exhilarating. Good description. They Thank you for the acrylic. detail. <laughs> acrylic. They're, they're a good call. They, are. they compete with everything else on the market, in my opinion. Yeah. So mm-hmm. East Coast calls is is. Uh, so they just dangle around your neck real nice, like your other ones. <laughs> they do, yeah. They sure do. Good weight to them. <laughs> they got a good yeah. mass about them. Good girth. <laughs> they do. Proper they length. Very pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, now you tell us some de- details, Matt. Yeah. Well, East Coast calls was originally started by Glenn Gillespie from uh, Prince Edward Island. Yeah. yeah. P.E. Island, that's right. I think he originally lived in... Uh, <laughs> no idea. Where was that? Start Just from, P.E.I. Uh, P.E.I. He was originally from P.E.I. <laughs> yeah. Originally lived in P.E.I. Small P-E-I. red-haired lad. Um, angry angry man. Angry, <laughs> angry man. He, angry man. I can't even say that he was because he is... Great goose caller. Great goose caller, though. Yeah, unreal, really. And one uh, of the most decorated contest callers in the Maritimes. Definitely. Maybe even all of Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's definitely. Is he the only guy, Matt, that you've never beat? Probably. Just he kind of get out of it. 
as you're getting into it. And yeah. 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 He can still blow a call yeah, though. He can. If you give yeah. him one there and push him around a little bit, he'll, he'll use it. He knows, yeah. he certainly knows how to blow a call. He's got lots of power. Gillespie always yeah, had lots of power, right? He just kind of get up there and it was. Oh man, you grab one of his re- his calls and the reeds are just as stiff as a board. And- yeah. You can barely break it over. Yeah. 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 Compressor. Yeah. Yeah, man. He, he certainly knows how to run her He's for sure. He's good at blowing. So he guided, <laughs> he guided, guided for a lot of years, and and uh, it'd be awesome to have him on here at some point, so he could tell the it story be. a little better. Yeah. But just as kind of a uh, a ballpark idea, of what he did, he he guided for St. Lawrence Outfitters and in Ontario, and then he guided quite a bit on the island, and was also a contest caller, and uh, yeah, kicked off his own company, made a really, really nice short goose call, he made two of them the cutoff and the full limit, and he did have a duck call as, as well, um, and uh, later on in life, uh, we decided to take the throne, or, ta- or take the torch, and uh, carry on that tradition, so yeah, we just this year just uh no sorry just the the fall of last year 2020 came out with the calls again and got a good manufacturer that really knows what he's doing in black dog outdoors and uh yeah we're we got a lot of things coming up so for anybody that's listening to this if you could give us a follow and buy a call guys yeah check us out support local check us out instagram facebook yep yep because we're back and rolling again, and we got some good things that we're working on right now. Some excite, very exciting things. So mm. uh, yeah, we got it up and up and rolling again, and and we got some really nice short read goose calls cutoffs we're making right now. They got broken guts from CNS Custom Calls, and uh, yeah, we're hoping for what world domination and yeah, absolutely. A couple I, of years here, I'd settle with that. Yeah, yeah. that'd Probably. be good enough. Probably. Just, be fair. Just carry on. The but day. other than that, for calls, it really hasn't changed a ton in the last 15-ish years. I mean, short reads have been out for quite a while now. That was the biggest change would be, I guess, short reads from flute style calls. And other than, one thing I whether I guess one thing I have found is that people all have broken guts now. Yeah. Like yep. when yeah. we yeah. first started blowing a call, like nobody had broken guts, and then grounds come out with the broken guts, and yeah. then it was almost like. If you were selling calls that didn't have them, I mean, you can still you can still do that. But a lot of the guys that are learning now in this generation, they're all learning with broken they're guts. They're all yeah. learning with broken guts. Yeah. yeah, nobody's breaking in their own guts anymore. So yeah, uh, that's that's one big difference. And the other thing is uh, that I found with calls is uh, there's a lot of back pressure built right into them. Yeah, like when you look at um, Scott Trinan's calls, a lot of them are they have the back pressure built right in you know they're great calls uh don't get me wrong just talking about how the the industry has changed that way and it seems like people's style of calling too is like Mm. super fast and high pitch you know what i mean Mm. like it's got a different sound to it whereas like if there's not as much back pressure that's why we don't have nice things right there wesley i'm just afraid i'm gonna kennel that thing so if if you don't have that back pressure built in or if you were you know you can still get that good goosey sound out of those calls but if you were blown on one that doesn't have a lot of back pressure built right into it or it possibly didn't even have broken guts like yeah i just noticed a big difference 
materials in, you got some guys making uh, carbon fiber calls now i guess would be another thing yeah i don't know if yeah. that's really taken off and titanium so. guts and titanium yeah. guts titanium yeah. guts that's, that's really different eh? yeah yeah so yeah the call the call world's pretty much you know how how much are you gonna gonna change it really I mean, the tube calls are cool yeah those <laughs> that's are a whole, that's a whole different level of shit there it, it really it, is like they sound mm-hmm. so goosey Good. you know like <laughs> yeah. back when night and hail was putting out those packages there that came with a magnum clucker and one of those tube calls they had a scene in that video double clucking for canada's and if you've ever watched that i i wish i still had that i'd like to see if i could find it the old vhs tape and uh they were in like just at the edge of a field and there was like five of them and they were all blown on those tube calls and man could they ever run them and did that ever sound goosey and it's so funny that that really like maybe regionally in some places it took off but it really it really didn't take off until i'm not sure that guy's name but he started winning the live goose with them and then it started to come back but so i think bill saunders has one out just recently come out with a tube call yeah no doubt it's tough to learn yeah Hmm. yeah cool blinds let's talk about blinds oh boy goose chairs where it started goose chairs goose chairs are nothing or nothing at all i'd like to i'd like to hunt in a goose chair again yeah I think it'll come back around. Uh-huh. I think you'll see guys. I don't know if they'll ever market them again completely, but I think you'll see people go back to that yeah. for sure. I mean, I think yeah. that's the next thing is like ghillie covers. and yeah. Well, you can already see it now. Look at everyone hunting snows. They all got the canvas covers, yeah. and that's... Being hit is the biggest thing right now. Yeah, just in, a backrest. In my mind, personally, I think being concealed is probably the biggest thing that's going to either... Yeah, have you a good hunt or end your hunt? And the sure. the the thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, like a lot of a lot of that laying on the ground and stuff is all good and fine if you're able. Yeah, but if you're not able, like you if know, you're old and decrepit like me, pan, panel blinds <laughs> or hunting an edge is you know sitting down and then being able to stand up to shoot is well the big thing big for deal. me and, and all of us is safety, right? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. to me, there's nothing more dangerous than a layout blind. Yeah, yeah. there's been a lot of and near misses of, yeah, incidents. you know incidents out of layout blinds over the, over the years like not not so much with us but just in general like there's been people you know you always hear stories yeah. people yep. shooting the you know when they put them in the blind or that's know. a that's one i can't get over somebody stuffing their gun down well yeah just, unreal just Holy. not knowing right i mean yeah. unexperienced exactly that's yeah. right but blinds have come blinds have come a long ways but you're absolutely right the biggest thing is just just to be hidden yeah i mean we've yeah. we've run our a-frame style blinds on on an edge or out in the middle of the field and i mean you you can make it work when i guided out west we hunted out of those every day yeah. out in the middle yeah with full-on trees yeah exactly put up against it you know we we we'd cut popple trees and cedar boughs cedar boughs yeah. whatever yeah i really like a cedar blind but and yeah. right out in the middle of the field and yeah. you know sure there's thousands and thousands of birds but like they would decoy they didn't care yeah you know but that's pretty much it so we started with goose chairs and layout blinds and we've done like brush blinds 
the on edge. edges on edges and now we're into a-frame style blinds out in the middle on the edge or whatever and other than that i think i mean obviously the a-frame style blind is nice we cook food in there we get heaters in there yeah you're sitting up on nice swivel you can chairs. talk to the boys you just you yeah. just you're all there together it's great yeah yeah, yeah. high you level love the guys sure. being together don't you Julian? <laughs> and you know what at the end of the day it's just a bunch of guys doing stuff yeah Yeah. it is guys doing stuff a bunch of guys out in the middle of a field in the blind together doing stuff someone was asking about modifications and stuff as far as the a-frames go the only modification would be sometimes we take the the crossbars out and let the blind close in a little tighter but yeah yeah other than that not we've talked about doing stuff a lot of my crossbars i trimmed shorten them up shorten them up but it does the same thing as if we do the just buckle the ends it pulls right. the tops yeah and, yeah yeah high, um, high grass yeah. high grass on the top and buckle the ends yeah the other thing that i like uh, i noticed lucky duck put it out in their blinds this year is gun holders yeah um, yeah they are bad for your gun sliding yeah without the crossbars in there yeah you mm-hmm. gotta be on yeah. top of that for that sure. should have been standard in a lot of those blinds i bought those ones last year from yeah. rogers and but yeah you're absolutely right like that's there's some dangers there too. Guys could have watched their guns and yeah, but yeah, it's it's. I think the blinds are always gonna. There's always gonna be something that that you can market to people. But it's really, you know, if you need to get out in the middle, what's gonna work best to hide you? Yeah. At at the time, mm. you know, is there any natural cover you can, you know, that that kind of sets the standard for what's around you, and what you're gonna use and who you got with you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but yeah, we've always been big on just trying to get out of the decoys and trying to be hidden that's yep. it so concealment is key yeah Big time. i'm gonna try and go i think i'm gonna go to some panels this year tangle free panels yep. tangle free yeah i really like how they fold up and pack away i'm all about neatness i hate i yeah. hate mess so yeah little, well you're trying to pack you've CD only got there. so much space in your trailer yeah. like you're you know yeah they make bigger trailers than what you got i know they do that's yeah. lots of trailer for me. It's yeah. paid for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. As far as blinds go, I think we got that covered. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, where'd you guys start shooting when you were little farts? Guns and stuff. Man, I had a I had a, a Mossberg pump shotgun. And like Yeah, that's that thing was a relic. Yeah boys i don't even know what my i mean way back in the day i started with a cooey just dad's cooey 12 gauge single but then getting into waterfowl we went a little bit but when i started i don't even know it's a pump shot just some off name pump i thought you had a mossberg i did semi. when i get into it i bought that mossberg 935 semi which wasn't that bad it was nothing wrong with it but then i went down to get yeah, uh, SX3 because I like Benson's. It fit really nice, and yeah. And then I mistakenly grabbed a Benelli off the rack. Yeah. Put that to my shoulder, and like that fit even better. I so I shouldered a whole whack of guns, and anyway, man, that's probably been ten years since I've had that. Yeah, it's been a good gun for you. Yeah, I knock on wood, haven't had an issue. Yeah. But yeah, so I started with a cheap old pump. I don't even know off-brand something or other to. Benelli Super Black Eagle 2 and still running it today. I went to uh I had a Remington 1100 after that. That that was a beautiful looking gun, but it wasn't the best for mm. this job. And then I had a Brown and Gold 
for years. Browning gold. If the trigger is gold. The bird will fold. That's right. <laughs> Trigger's gold, the bird will fold, boys. Uh, didn't that, go 20. Didn't go 20. That, that was a great gun. Used yeah, it, it for was. a lot of years, but at the end of it, it was just shot. It, well, they wear out. I yeah, mean, so then I got a Super Black Eagle, too. It's been a great gun. Yep. It's what Roan shoots, too. What yeah. do you shoot, Julian? I started with a Stevens pump way back, <laughs> first shotgun I ever owned. And I shot that for a while. And when I turned about 16, I bought myself an 870 Remington pump. And uh, I think the first year I went with you, I still had that, Matt, didn't I? You did, yeah. You had that, that black 870. I did, yeah. And then the following year, I think I come up with a Super Black Eagle too. I've had that for 16 years. I probably you, since they've been out. I thought you had a... No, you did have that. That was Evan that had the Beretta. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I had a Benelli. I think I bought one the first year they come out, the Super Black Eagle 2. And I, I still own it to this day. But now I shoot a uh, Super Black Eagle 3. I bought one, what was it, last year? Yeah. Uh, year no, before. year before. Yeah, year, year before. before. The day after you boys left, the last day of the season, it come in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had two of Perfect those. Time. Hey, you've had that? you've had two Super Black Eagle threes. Did you buy it? one before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they stole it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> stole it out of my truck brutal. on my way to Ontario for yeah. a trip. The Never night the night before, you wake up but, in the morning to go get on the airplane, and the window yeah. smashed. Window smashed out, and the gun's gone. Unreal. Great yeah. time. Yeah, brand Unreal. new. Never even phone. never even got fired it. Have you? What's that? Never even fired it. Did you? No. Brand Jeez. hammer, and uh, I called up the. I called you guys up, and I'm like, "Man, you guys got a gun for me to shoot?" And you're like, "Yeah, why?" I was like, "They just stole mine. You better get something geared up. I'm getting on the plane right now, Unreal. gunless." Yeah, gunless. Forgot to mention that. I guess we ran Versamaxes there for yeah for quite a while. Yeah, water, yeah. just regular ones and Waterfowl Pros. So yeah, they were good guns. Yeah, yeah, a lot of good yep. guns. Really, no, it just boils down to fit. Yeah. I mean, for me, the Benelli fits me really good. And what's going to work all the time. And, yeah. and like, yeah. they just, there's not much to them. They just work all have, the time. Have you ever cleaned yours, Matt? Yeah, I cleaned it a couple times. <laughs> That's about it. Okay, it well, let's, let's tell the truth. I cleaned it for him last fall, yeah. and it was yeah. a mess. It's yeah. never yeah. been cleaned. <laughs> I yeah. bet it was. Probably won't work now. Yeah, yeah. I stripped mine down this fall. Yeah. It was pretty rough shape all that crud in there keeps it tight you don't yeah. want to clean it too often <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah, exactly she was, she was in dirty shape what, yeah. what what do you guys running for choke tubes pattern master yeah extended extended range you too ryan yeah never Same. never take it out like we're no. not no. we're not ever never even when i didn't have a pattern master i just ran a mod like a stock modified and never changed my chokes but no. i have like guided guys that would change their chokes in the middle of a hunt yes sir yeah like that you know real in tune with their gun but i i don't know i just if you got a pattern master in there and it's an extended damn near like a turkey choke like yeah you just point and shoot the best the best parts when we used to go down to the fredericton gun club on tuesday nights and shoot yeah and you go into the clubhouse and put your gun in the rack and fellows be stuck (laughs) what kind of chokes that oh that's a Super full extended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shooting sport and clay. Yeah, yeah. shooting sport shooting and clay. Sport and clay. Yeah. Boys, it really does some, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. We yeah. did good. Wow. In the Nova series, our team, everyone shoots one, I think. 
Yeah. 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 It's either clean miss or an absolute destruction. And, dust. Uh, and we've done good, uh, Julian, at that. Yeah. Uh, I guess we did. <laughs> Turns out at the end of the day, it's not necessarily Most entertaining what you're running. For sure. How good I feel. damn near won it one year. Yeah, pretty much. Come in second, second didn't place, I? I second, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Our team coming in fourth out of 14 or something. Yeah, that was a good year. Yeah, it was, yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, but we're not real big. We we do get a lot of questions on jokes, and we're, we're not real big on changing. No. Uh, I've got no desire. No, we've shot really. them for a long time, and it, it really years. doesn't matter what we've been putting down the pipe. Like, it just, they're just a good choke. Yep. Yeah. And uh, if I was to have to take that one out, I'd just buy a brand new one and put it in there. That's what I Let's did. Let's be Mark. honest, you can't take it out. It's yeah. welded in there. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know what? The, the Benelli's, those chokes, I've had no trouble with threads mm. sticking on a Benelli, but those Remington's, yeah. the threads were so tight on the Versamax. Yeah. I had to boil it in yeah. transmission fluid and still couldn't get it out. Jeez. Really? Wow. Yeah. The one in my Benelli don't come out. I'll tell you, that <laughs> super black eagle toe, she's stuck in there. Yeah. Mine's it's all that salt water. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's literally yeah. welded itself into the gun. Yeah. Where do you even live, Julie? Tell everybody. Nova Scotia. Where... Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. Oh, no, you don't no, live in Yarmouth. No. Yarmouth, Nova Pigney's, Scotia. Pigney's Point. Pigney's Pigney's say, point. It, say it slower in English. So that everybody can understand. I live in Pinkney's Point, Nova Scotia. <laughs> Pinkney's Point, Nova Scotia. Furthest point southwest. I live on the little in wiener in Nova Scotia down there. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? It's it's the what? The one of the most uh, southeast southwest points of Canada, I think. Yes, sir. That's impressive. Well, I get a question. Let's, yeah. I'm kind of getting off on our little rant here. Is it southeast or is it southwest? Southwest. Because uh, I gave you an area to scout this fall as big as a soup can, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you get lost in it. Hey, hey, who found oh, 90% yeah. of the fields we hunted last fall? Was one field. <laughs> was one field that hunted it three days in <laughs> two, a row. <laughs> two fields. I'd never seen the likes of it. Oh, only life. man I ever met that would get lost in a porta shitter. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually got to get him a GPS for his truck this fall. Yeah. Like, still find geese. <laughs> and still find geese. I find geese in a porta shitter. Yeah, found geese. Don't know where I am, yeah. but they're here. Yeah. But they're here. There is, there is a jag. You yeah. should see them. Where are you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Not sure. Yeah. I can I, I can windy. see this big red barn across the the road. I don't know, Julian. Where is that? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You want to drive him in circles and get him lost, thinking he went around the province. Yeah. A lot. Hey, <laughs> nobody's doubting you, Julian. Nobody's yeah. doubting you. You do a <laughs> you do a <laughs> you do a hell of a job. <laughs> what are you guys shooting for bullets? What'd you start with? What are you shooting now? Oh man, uh, somebody posted. I think it was on Duck Camp the other day. They posted a a picture of those boxes of twenty that you used to get from Canadian Tire. Mm. The Challengers? Were I? No, they weren't challenge. I'll have to look it up. I'll, go ahead and talk there. Let me see if I can. Well, I know at the tail end of this season, uh, I tried some of that Kent Bismuth. Oof. Yeah. Ooh, that stuff is lethal. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm selling all my metal all my heavy shot everything and i'm gonna switch just to bismuth the steel's good too uh, it kills 2.0. yeah it, it it 
it crushed them, man. We like yeah. we shot a bunch of the 2.0 this year. It's good stuff. Yeah. And a bunch of the hunters shot a bunch of that 2.0 and liked it. And a lot of our guys are big Kent fanatics anyways. Yeah. Nova Scotia is big for, for Kent and the Maritimes yeah. anyway. But, uh, yeah, between that and that, we shot a bunch of that bismuth too, and it was yeah. lights out. Yeah. I shot it in my 16-gauge, two and three-quarter number fives, and, like, crushed them. Yeah. yeah. You've shot it in your 16-gauge for ever since I went to Ontario with you and hunted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. bought a whole case of it whole there. Whole case there. And, uh, yeah, yeah I've, I have like that stuff for sure. We, we always shot pretty good ammunition though even when i started out what was winchester supremes we started with yeah you were shooting yeah. them at the time yeah. then we get on to uh, heavy metal that was neat to try out that's where we kind of discovered the alternate material besides steel and yeah now getting into the kent holy crap man. i think i think for as much shooting and everything that i do i think i'd just run bismuth because well, well, the thing is, it's not once boxes you run it, 10. it's hard to go back. Yeah, but they got boxes of twenty five. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. They've exactly. changed that up, yeah. which was great. That was a super good idea there, big time. And yeah. once you shoot, start shooting that, it's hard to go back. Well, there's literally uh, like, no cripples. No, they're, once you're guiding, they're dead. Once you're guiding, the the amount of times you get to shoot is minimal. So why not shoot the best stuff? You know? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and I'd like to try some of that tungsten impact yeah. that they have too. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah yeah we i guess it's maybe even getting on two years now we've been we've been shooting kent and for bismuth even for goose uh number three three inch yeah no three yeah. and a half just three yeah yeah and i mean obviously this is us we like the waterfowl hunt it's our number one passion i mean you don't have to shoot bismuth and i mean the steel is as good as anything i've ever shot too like Oh yeah, jeez, oh, yeah. we shot we shot a lot of steel, put yeah. a lot of a lot of steel down the pipe too. Absolutely. Yeah, like I just want people to think that they got to shoot bismuth to no, notice no, a no. difference. I'm or, just I'm just telling sure. you what I. What well, I'm oh, I'm go the to. same way. I know yeah. what's running through my gun this fall for yeah. sure. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and you make a good point. Like we're guiding a lot, and uh, when we get out ourselves, like uh, if we're shooting three and a half, so a lot of times it'll be three and a half inch BBs. Mm. steel yeah. and but this year we ended up shooting a lot of smaller shot yeah just to try it like you're talking the three inch three yeah. inch threes like yeah and i found a little better results just a little different little difference in the pattern for sure yeah yeah and yeah. sir just just when the birds like when they're super downed up yeah yeah it almost seemed like it penetrated the feathers better later the in the year yeah yeah yeah, no, that's certainly a thought. I've heard a lot of people talk about that too. Like you know, later in the year when their when their feather density is a lot thicker, mm-hmm. I've had guys tell me several times, "Oh, you shoot a smaller pellet, yeah, put well, more pellets down range, and it seems to penetrate better," which makes sense to me. Yeah. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a big thing with sea ducks down here too. Find yeah. a small shot, almost kills them better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Supreme shotgun shells oh yeah springs they were boxes of 20 yeah and yeah. they were price tag on this one's 469 yeah for 20 yeah. let me see yeah. the picture of them oh the oh yeah the yellow and brown box yep yeah yep. killed a lot of partridge with those yep <laughs> a lot. that looks red to me it is a reddish brown it's brown fair. yeah get colored Remember glasses the shit brown what's that 
remember the actives all plastic casing yeah yep yeah i've shot some pile of them yeah i bet you have yeah for sure so yeah when we're talking about shells that's that's what that's what we shoot all the yeah. way around that, that brand even in the summer i shoot field trial blanks yeah and i really really like those for dog training um just because it it's not just a primed haul like when mm. i want to get those dogs wound up like on a friday or something when we've had a good week and we're going to just do a therapy day and just you know no tricks or anything like that wide open uh just get out there and get them and i get that shotgun out and put those field trial blanks in there like they're hunting in their mind they're they're yeah. hunting yeah and uh they're loud so to them it's no different so as far as gear goes i think that pretty much covers i guess we'll uh ryan why don't you tell us about your trailer setup just to what you got going on it's pretty meticulous yeah it is a nice setup it, it is, is yeah nice. absolutely like, makes sense you open up that trailer so yep yeah. this is nice well if anybody follows sean stall it's it's quite a bit like his trailer setup where'd uh, you get your trailer i bought it from lnm trailers mike's excellent to deal with woodstock new brunswick yeah mike's mike's very best and uh his brother matt wrapped it for me yeah it's going back down for a new wrap this summer is it yeah they really are good guys so we we yeah. really like to to plug them a lot because they they've been really good to us and and really good to a lot of people that we've sent there too so seriously if you are looking for a trailer or to get something wrapped or if you need up. any trailer accessories mike mike yeah. put a whole shop down there just rims and yeah. anything you need for your trailer also yeah. do trailer rentals if you need that yep yeah. all right tell us about your trailer uh so it's a basically a self-contained unit uh how big is it it's a 16 foot with a two and a half v i put two 31 series batteries in it with a charger and that's what runs the whole lighting system two light bars on the back and there's going to be four more lights on the side like pod but the pod light style lights. the light bars are just two footers aren't they yeah 20 24 yeah like two footers like 26s. it's not one that's big one two feet ryan no i think they're bigger i think they're 28 i'm trying to figure but <laughs> but you had that specifically like people people would think well why wouldn't you just run one big light bar but yeah they need to be you got to set them so they don't have a black spot in the field yeah. right so that's why i went with the two separate light bars the big light bar i found it didn't cast a big enough right Field of view. Field of view, yeah. So you angled your two smaller ones that line up the edge of each beam to cover the most area. Yeah, so it's a flood and spotlight setup. It's not just a flood or a spot. And it is some kind of nice. Yeah, I put put the... So when the ramp comes down, the toggle switches are all up in the top right, which control the individual lights. Um, Yeah, it's a a pretty good setup. I've worked away at it. It's all self-contained, like you all said. All self-contained. Batteries in the front. The batteries run it. Uh, you yep. shut the truck off. Uh, when you come home after the hunt, park the trailer, you plug the battery charger in, charge it up. And it's an outside plug. Like, you don't have to put it inside the trailer. There's an outside outlet. Yep. You plug it in yeah, the on your, on your trailer. Yep. Yeah. That's my job. <laughs> yeah, and then I'd even <laughs> Pretty have Pretty much to... all I'd done while I was there, isn't it, Ryan? What, plug in the trailer? And I'd still yeah. have to check to see if you did it right. Plug in the trailer and drive in circles. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Basically my job. So they got the battery system and then there's like a divider wall which separates like the blinds, the battery area, all the extra gear. And then the whole back end of the trailer is all decoys. So 
Yeah, literally loose, piled from the floor to the ceiling. Yep. Every corner. Yep. Now I've got some to-do things on it this fall or this summer. Uh, I'm going to put a, a rack system in the back. Flyway gear makes a really cool racking system. So you can stack decoys all the way up the back and then they don't fall out. Yeah, yeah which is a good deal. Yeah, It'd well, be nice looks, to contain them just a touch more. Well, let me put another eight dozen or so in. <laughs> yeah, so Need a few more. We're going to need a car hauler. Yeah. Really. So I'm going to... I gonna, need to buy a diesel. <laughs> pretty much. Get so rid of my guys. I'm going to order the racking system from them. And I'm gonna do some changes on the inside, white walls, and just some things to light it up a little better. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good so. idea. It's a good, it's a well thought out rig, though. Like, yeah. I mean, those lights are so nice. Like, yeah. running your truck mm-hmm. half the morning and using those lights, and I'm gonna change the lights on my dog box too. So that's gonna, that's gonna help us too. Yeah. And maybe we'll we'll see what we do with the trailer this year. We might, you know, join you in the light the light bar system. But even just having them and having a battery hooked up for that will be big for me too yeah be able to cast a little more light because it's so much better i mean we have headlamps and stuff but man when you turn them on and you can see yeah like it's daylight like it's so much better so much easier to set decoys yeah it is oh way better than just back in the headlamp days yeah and i mean like sure you, you still need them but to stand back and look at it well the thing with me is is Man, my truck was chewing. My old Ford, my black one, it chewed through the fuel idling. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And you like, still can't see. Yeah. No. You get the you get those lights up in the air like that, pointing down, like that yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. No, it's it's. I'm gonna put some more on the sides because I like it. When you pull up next to where you're setting the blinds up, you'll have side lights. Yeah. So the people mm. setting the blinds up have a view, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, for us. I'm not going to dive too deep into this because that's getting into the tactics part of things, but we're pretty meticulous about how we set our decoys and where we put them, and it's never haphazardly. Like, everything has a place. Yeah, they're not just thrown out. Everything has a place and everything in its place because we want to, if we've got a spot, we want them to sit down. That's that's where we want them to go. So it's well thought out. And, you know, to be able to do that, you have to be able to see. And then the front of your trailer, like, geez, just having, just having the blind chairs hung up. The oh, that's a, yeah, that's another up, thing. Like, those blind man, chairs, man. Just a simple, just that simple wall. Yeah. When yeah. we put the walls in, like, man, that was so much nicer to have that yeah. division. Yeah, you, know? you put one in in your trailer yeah. there too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big difference. Big difference. Yeah. Get it off the floor. Big yeah. difference, man. Absolutely. And, and the, the ramp door, I, I got to say too. Just, I mean, that's just part of the trailer, but. To have a ramp door. That's the way to go. Yeah, that's the way to ah. go. Swinging doors. Uh, uh. I was wondering <laughs> if you're still there. Eh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just taking oh, yeah. it all. But it's, it I, I mean, when you when you break it down, it's all about the little things, right? So if you don't have to step up in your trailer, uh, you know, it makes a big difference. Especially if you're doing, for those vertically challenged yeah. folks like yeah. Julian. If you're doing it yeah. all day, every day, like, yeah. <laughs> The little thing, the little things matter. So not having yeah. to step up in there, and it'd be a shame if Ryan had to get exercise. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like walking up the ramp. Yeah, and we've never had any trouble. Well, with you know, it. it's it's a longer walk than just stepping up into it. It is, you know? and it's preparing me for old age. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm already, I'm already the there. O- the other I'm thing really... I I mentioned flyway gear is they make a 
a fender brace yeah. for your trailers. Oh, yeah. So there, it's just like a piece of stainless triangle that goes on the corner of your fender. So when you drive through cornfields, mm-hmm. you don't bend. Well, my fenders are already bent. But yeah. yeah. It prevents yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Sean talks about them. Yeah, I see that on his store. He's he he's, he's pretty good with that stuff. Eh? He's, he he's a, pretty meticulous in what his trailer. Yeah, it's well thought out. Yeah. I love watching the stuff when he's gearing it up. Like yeah. man, you can just tell. Like you know, he could take that trailer and just throw all his stuff in it, but that'd be fine if you were doing it twice a year. But when you're living out of that trailer, basically working yeah. out of it every day, like organization is key. No, it's it was nice to have kind of a guide to go by. Yeah. Because uh, you tackle that stuff, and it's a lot of money. It probably cost me, with a, with all the lighting and the batteries and everything, probably 1500 bucks. But it, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was well worth it. Otter just yeah. about knocked our GoPro over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just about got attacked there, didn't you? Yeah, it just about came down. Good investment for you, though. Oh, I yeah. mean, you're going to yeah. have that trailer for a long time. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it is a legit setup. It just makes everything so much easier, right? Yeah. yeah. Because, realistically, at the end of the day, when you – I keep going back to this. When you're doing it every single day mm. and you're tired and fatigued, like, you just want things to go along easy. Just yeah. to be simple and thoughtless. Well, that's just it. Once you pack the trailer up, that's no. that's it. You unhook and you're done. Yeah, yeah. Plug, it. plug it in to the outside. Yeah, yeah. So so handy. Well, boys, anything else gear related? You think we can cover? Or well, we... I actually got quite a list of stuff. But what are we running on for time? Uh, we're hitting... <laughs> well, we've been recording for a while, but we got an hour and twenty three minutes here. And yeah, I was thinking. But we talked. Any a while accessories before. or headlamps, binos, headlamps. Buy, yeah, binos for sure. Yeah, headlamps, headlamps. Buy a good one. You know what? I honestly buy the thirty dollar ones off Amazon yeah. with the yeah. battery pack in the back. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they're called. It starts Beirut or something. Yeah, I've, I've got three of them. Yeah, and I've had them for over three years now, and they are phenomenal. Yeah, I've yeah. got two of them there, and and I like them too. They're they're a good bright shine. I have none of them. I've got a Petzl. But well, I've, I oh oh I've got a Petzl. Yeah. But I've seen some guys that have bought similar type headlamps and they've caught fire. But oh ish, yeah, yeah. Uh, one there, I seen a thing on a I don't know a guide. He was going to the field in the morning and his truck caught on fire. No fire. way. Yeah. Very easy. Huh. Yes, yeah. sir. What do you wear for a headlamp, Julian? I run a Browning Blackout. I really mm. like it. The battery's rechargeable. You take it out yeah. and you just plug in the U. Uh, USB port. Are yours rechargeable? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a big. That's a big. That's the biggest thing is get a rechargeable. Yeah, battery. I did the same thing. I got two, and they've got all kinds of like plugins, so you can plug it in in the truck and yeah. and whatever. So they are nice. But I almost bought a Petzl yeah. this year, but I just figured I'd. Try I use ones. mine for other things besides. Yeah. Goose yeah. something like just for for so. the morning. Like we still use headlamps even with the trailer lighting. Yeah, yeah uh, you gotta be able uh, to see every day for the thirty or forty bucks. Yeah. I find them super bright yeah yep. good. yeah yeah they shine a good spot for sure and yeah so that's that's pretty good what about uh what about binoculars what do you run boys i run uh, uh-huh. swarovskis <laughs> oh, oh. It's, it's just the paper cutout from cabela's but you know <laughs> yeah they're 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 still there yeah no you know i uh 
I'm a big fan of the uh, Bushnell permafocuses. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really got a good set of binoculars, to be honest. Yeah, I got. I, I just wear... use my super eagle vision. Yeah, hmm? yeah. Or a, or a camera. You sure do. Yeah. I run vortexes. Um, I got a set of Diamondback 10 by 42 HDs, and they're they're pretty good. I've run vortexes for probably six six years now and i really like i'd like to have a nicer pair to be honest with you just something mm-hmm. with a little bit more power there because there's times when i could just use a touch more power to see you know when they're just when there's birds like way off and you can't just make out the terrain exactly where they were if you had a little bit more power um it'd certainly give you a lot of value so i know we looked at that last year but yeah vortex canada if you're listening <laughs> hit us we, up we're, we're in the market we need some binos yeah. we're in the market east coast sure. waterfowl mafia at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> seriously though if what, you're watching, what you got hit us up <laughs> yeah no i got uh a pair of loopholds eight power and like matt said the eights at time well most times just aren't enough no yeah um yeah. i'd like to go to 12s yeah 12 by 50s mm-hmm. yeah and i think i'm gonna go with vortex too mm-hmm. why wouldn't yeah you? You know all about glass. You use a lot of your shooting and stuff like that. What do you run, Julian? I run a pair of Steiner Predators 8. Steiner Boogers? Is that what you just said? (laughs) Steiner Predators 8. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. 8 by 32s, and uh, same here. It's just not enough power. I'd like to get a set of 10 for 12. Anyways. And probably go Vortex. You're right. It's mm. probably where I'll go to. I've had wicked luck with mine, and yeah. uh, I did have uh, one of the eye reliefs. Something happened to it there that one of the threads broke, and man, I sent them back to them, and they sent me a brand new pair. Yeah, like they were yeah. like, we, that was the pair of the year before, and then they switched them. They're like, here you go, just have a new pair. So Good was, warranty. Yeah, yeah, that was that's important. That well, was awesome. But we cool. use them like a lot. Mm. So just Every day. we've all we're all in the same boat. We all kind of need a little bit more power and uh clarity for sure would be yeah but uh, yeah. you know i love mine i just need something a little bit more what strong. else you got on your list buddy go ahead julian what were you gonna say yeah. i i tried yours last year i really liked them yeah yeah they, yeah i've used nice. mats a lot and i do like yeah. them they're nice for sure i think that's pretty much flags well i i had a section whole section here on movement no that's not gear that's set up that's another podcast okay <laughs> garbage and shell pickup pick it up Still don't leave here. it in the field yeah well there's a few tools you could use for it you're a tool yeah yeah you're the biggest <laughs> that's all i got you're the biggest best tool we got well i think what do you think boys should we wrap her up we're getting up there in time we don't want to yeah i think so i think we, i think we i think we covered i think we covered gear pretty good we stayed on on track pretty good didn't get, didn't uh, get into tactics too well much you know th- yeah. shout out to our sponsor hillroy <laughs> notebooks for us writing our materials down and bick round stick pens tuh <laughs> i've got a 300 pager you're somewhat soft core there west with a 200 well you know yeah. i've got an erasable days. pen some people just have a single page mm. yeah. <laughs> some people do pretty good with less it's <laughs> got his road on a napkin yeah, he's got his road on a nap. It's got mustard stains on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The and I'm just winging pad. it. Yeah, Julian's just along for the ride to add the odd. Ah, mm. it. Ah. <laughs> Julian, you, you got anything to add? You've been pretty quiet. No, 
No, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Boys, pretty good. Just glad yeah. to be here. I mean, regionally, gear gear can certainly differ. Decoys, you know, clothing, mm-hmm. calls, all that stuff, guns, yeah. what people like and, and what they don't like. But, you know, we kind of went over what we yeah what we like and i think that's a big thing to add is that this is what we use yeah it works where we live right and we this is what we like it doesn't mean you have to use this to get results but absolutely this is just what we choose it's a pretty diverse area here you know salt water's close by for julian he basically lives on an island so yeah Yeah. he's surrounded why anybody would want to settle there is behind me. But the best thing the Nova Scotia government could do would be dig up the road. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't get back. Yeah. yeah. Now there's a bridge there. There's a bridge there. All set they'd have him, to do is. Set them sail out in the ocean. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if it wasn't for me, you guys wouldn't have any lobsters. So be quiet. Uh, I've never oh, seen you bring have, lobster here ever. I've only had two or three. <laughs> you brought lobster here? Man, I'll have to send you some pictures. 20 years he's been coming here, and I've never seen. Have you ever seen the pictures that we have of our lobster fest? I have, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. need you. Oh, they're a dirty old New Brunswick lobster. Dirty old New Brunswick lobsters, yeah. Complete different water. Yeah. Probably fresh water. Completely different Atlantic Ocean water. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, cool, boys. I think we covered it pretty good. This was good. I'm glad everybody could be be here and be on this so. good talk and again yeah. thanks for thanks to everybody that reached out and yeah and uh participated in, in the post and appreciate the suggestions yeah definitely leave, be looking for more leaving us questions and stuff like that yeah. and and when you listen to this whether you watch it on youtube or whether you listen to it on uh spotify or apple, apple iTunes or podbean yeah, podbean any of that subscribe if you yeah. would subscribe like, and leave comments. us a rating and for anyone that did comment and we didn't cover, it's probably because it's a little off topic for gear, but we'll definitely cover it in another podcast for sure because we get lots of I see blind snacks as a topic there. I'm interested in that. Ooh, yeah. me too. Halloween candy is always good for that. Yeah. I think blind yeah. snacks and food talk and cooking and recipes is a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, what we do with uh, all these critters. Uh, 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 <laughs> there he is. <laughs> all right, on, boys. Yeah, it's been a time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Great to get back together. Yeah. Right on, boys. We'll have to record another one here soon. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is going to become uh, uh, an annual thing. Like, you know, we'll see every couple of weeks. Well, boys, I know one thing that, especciially this this time of year, it's it's nice to get together. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. an excuse. Man, to it's get a together. it's a long winter. It is. Not yeah. talking waterfowling. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, on with that, we're going to shut the recording down, and we will see you in the next one. Peace out. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.